0: Back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy, and I'm Steve. And This is streaming things. It's here. It has begun.
1: I love that we all dance a little bit when the music's going. It's, a yeah, it's like it's an we will a earworm.
0: little, little a, dance party before the show starts. It's a bop. It gets you going. It's a banger, as the kids guys. would say. And in fact, and those of you who don't know, Andy wrote that. That intro is the. Uh, Andy's sweet fingers plucking at those strings of his very own guitar. Tell
2: me more about Andy's sweet fingers, oh, bro. This, one, not this one's a little
0: crooked, but the rest of them are pretty good. I legit. signed an NDA. <laughs> an NDA. An NDA. An yes. NDA. Yes. There you go. My pun oh, machine man. is back online. This episode is
2: already on, a, on the train and we're going, everybody. <laughs> Strap in. It's already happening.
0: If you've never listened to the show before, it is an hour and a half-ish of that. <laughs> should be called Andy puns Modus <laughs> <Yeah. Notice> operandi <laughs> there you go that's his favorite is that your Andy new twitter pun. handle uh, dude, it was uh, at it one is. time i
1: believe that's gonna be my uh rap name someday Oh. No. you know
0: oh. branched out became childish gambino andy's <laughs> sweet fingers are gonna drop Andy. some sweet beats mm-hmm. on the, those sweet fingers are gonna be on the ones and twos i've been writing a lot of music lately and so
1: if i drop an album i might have to do it under that moniker
0: there you go modus operandi yeah well you heard it here first on streaming things. If you see that pop up in your feed later on, you already know what time it is. It's bop time. It's bop time. <laughs> it's about bop time. <laughs> so we're so excited for this episode. We've been talking a lot. Uh, we've been hanging out all day trying to discuss the future of the show, uh, what we want out of it, and, and how we can make it even better. And, and we just want to say right off the top, thank you so much. There's been so many of you. That have ridden the waves with us from our early beginnings in what, 2017 or so? Yeah, 2017. Um, when we started, you know, with with Stranger Things, of course, um, and we're so excited for season four, but we're, I think, even more excited just to, to see where this show goes and to, and to sail ahead full steam ahead baby full steam yeah an old kind of boat that uses coal power yeah mm-hmm. that's kind of what we do here at the you show you take the coal you get a
2: shovel you throw it in just like a furnace and then somehow the boat goes yeah i don't know yeah. how
0: i, I don't seen, know how nobody I've, did i've Which seen Titanic? <laughs> exactly we're gonna be those guys, That's well, what you we're guys doing.
2: don't you guys listen to a podcast and you're like wow those three dudes they really make it happen really there's a whole deck of about 30 so guys in the basement mm-hmm. shoveling coal into giant furnaces
0: that make these microphones work very attractive we don't people. pay them like leonardo dicaprio attractive They've just got just a shove shovel face but they do they have they have talents they draw down there uh they play cards yeah, Phineas,
2: he has a really nice uh, uh, porcelain doll collection. He does. That's what he does.
0: He does.
1: Oh, Phineas. Do you know that, came with the house. that
0: that part of the the ship is called the steerage. I don't know if you knew that. Mm, I steerage. Not. It's not where you steer the boat. Captain's table's up top, steerage down below, and then, you know, mm. Reggie's in between. I just called it the homies quarters. Cause <laughs> I'm a homies. Yeah, for sure. In fact, when you pour one out, it is so it gets down to them. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense now. Um, anyway, very excited. So we made a big change, uh, to the way that we do biz here on streaming things. We used to be hosted, uh, by an ancient host of podcasts. Some might say a relic of the past, not knock anybody that uses that platform. It's just no. what it felt like to me. And it's also more for a different genre. hundred percent. That, that was part of the, you know, they had podcast capabilities, but it wasn't crafted for that purpose. And you could tell. So we switched we are now hosted by Buzzsprout, so we've got better analytics. We can do certain things with marketing that we weren't able to do before, like share video clips of our sound, which doesn't make any sense to me out loud, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a little preview of the of the podcast. It's got the waveform, and it yeah. looks cool. You can share it with people, and it's neat. We've always wanted to do that, but the one we were using before, and I don't, I'm not mentioning their name because I don't want to knock them. Is is the whole point? They yeah. they. Served us well for for a few years now. So we moved to Buzzsprout and we're very excited for the future of that. And actually, just throwing this in here, you can move to Buzzsprout too. If you want to start a podcast or perhaps you already have one and you're kind of struggling with your own analytics and wondering how the interface could be better. Trust us that it is much better. So we have a link in our show notes and you can click on that and that'll take you to sign up for Buzzsprout. And if you do that, Buzzsprout will know that we sent you. And so they will thank us for that. And you will get a $20 Amazon gift card for clicking Mm -hmm. that link and signing up for Buzzsprout. So do yourself a favor. We have found the change to be highly beneficial. Yes. We think you will, too.
2: And if and if you're sitting there thinking, guys, I don't I want I've always wanted to make a podcast, but it's, you know, I'm intimidated by everything you have to do. It's very easy to do on the website. They literally have, you know, have a question about a uh, podcast and they literally have a really easy step by step guide on how to achieve those things. It's 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 podcast for idiots. And that's why we're there. And mm-hmm. it's perfect it's for us. It's so
0: <laughs> simple that Andy is the one that did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks dick
0: <laughs> no it actually was super simple uh
1: we were talking about switching over to a different uh provider and uh while we were talking about doing it i did it and uh chris started sending message we started getting email notifications and we all share the same streaming things email so if you email us at streamingthingspod at at gmail.com we all see it mm. uh, but so we started getting uh Email notifications about, like, thanks for creating your bus sprout account. And then uh, Chris eventually texts the group thread, like, Andy, what the fuck are you doing? And I was just <laughs> like, I'm making it happen, bro. And uh, I, I was done transferring providers within probably five minutes. It was, Andy, what have you done?
0: <laughs> it's like he was resurrecting some ancient Egyptian evil and I could sense it in the air. What have you done? But it turned Andrew. out to not be the case. So we're, you know, affiliates of Bus Sprout in a little bit now. And I don't want to, have it on record that i called them an ancient egyptian evil right (laughs) that was not the case it's just what i thought they were right that makes sense right yeah yeah. (laughs) hemotep
2: and and there is this is a transitional period so if if you guys notice anything amiss just reach out to us and let us know yes um if if something's not working quite as well as you're used to just because i'm sure you know when you change that stuff there's you know you leave yourself open to have you know, some minor, minor issues. There's Not often a glitch be.
0: in the matrix, if you will. But if there is, please let us know and we can take care of that for you. So if you see the same cat walk by the doorway or at least appears to be.
2: It's a bloody glitch.
0: That could be a glitch in the matrix or it could be a, a second, second cat. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's worth, it's worth making sure. So yeah, we're, we're a little concerned that we might have somebody who's previously been subscribed is now no longer subscribed so if you're listening to this ironically obviously there's no issue i don't know who i'm trying to reach here (laughs) if you're not listening to this (laughs) uh, (laughs) sorry you missed a good one yep (laughs) Uh, so yeah we're excited for that we've also been talking about a lot of stuff and i know we don't want to get too into the weeds on promises for the future be and so i'll say right off the top that's never bit us in the past right <laughs> we honestly don't know what the future is going to look like other than that every monday at 3 16 a.m hell yeah we're definitely going to be in your ear holes uh but we've got a, a youtube channel we're trying to get rocking and what we're going to do at the very beginning is just post our audio files from this show over there so we can reach more people but hopefully in the future we would like to to start a video version of this show and uh, if you have any thoughts on that, uh, you can always send us feedback at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. But that's kind of what the future that we want it to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be really fun. So, and then we could have live shows and communicate with you folks. And I know you're all in different time zones, and I'm not sure how that would work, but I think it could be a barrel of fun. And we're excited to bring that to you. Yeah, so, but that, that'll be in the future. We're working our way up to it. Yeah. Right now. We're not ready to announce anything yet. What we've got going is the bare minimum of streaming things is what I'm saying. This is the as low as it's ever going to get, I hope. And like, barring some kind of personal tragedy or something like that, right? Right. Shit happens. There's a shit happens clause in our streaming things contract.
2: Do we, we have a contract? The oh, NDA? Awkward. The
0: NDA. <laughs> uh, bus Brown, we need some lawyers to be sent. <laughs> I told you guys, LLC. God damn it. They're on hand. They're on hand. So we got a good episode for you here today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Godzilla versus Kong, which was a movie. And that's all I have to say about that. It's available on HBO Max. Hopefully you all tuned into it. Most of the world seemed to have tuned in. It was going semi-viral. The mm-hmm. GBK talk on the Twitter. Um, yeah. What else do we need to talk about? There's some other big thing here. Oh, two things. One. We're still going to do the mailbag episode coming up soon. So we need more of your feedback and questions sent into streamingthingspod at gmo.com. We've already got yeah, we've a got, buttload of good ones. we got a bunch this week, so we just want to make them. darn sure that we have plenty of content to we've sift even, through for you folks. We've
2: even had a couple people email like, hey, I can't think of a question, but I love you, but I love you. <laughs> hey,
0: we love you too. We love you too, but I appreciate that. Almost more than anything, just to know that I am loved and appreciated. You guys have no idea what that means to us. We've also got, the second thing, a little contest coming up. Oh, a contest. So you have until. I'm interested. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. You're not allowed Uh, to enter the contest, Andy. (laughs) Damn it. You're barred. Um, So you have until April 16th. And so what, Steve, why don't you, you drop it on. I've been talking for too long. This is Steve May 13, everybody.
2: Hey, hey, everybody. Steve May 13. It's your boy. Holla back. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're doing a contest. Um, it's a little bit different than the contest we've done in the past. In the past, we've asked you guys for reviews. We've asked you guys f- just for emails in general. The, but we, and we, we were very, very happy with the, the those campaigns. They all, they all worked out for us. So thank you guys for helping us, for helping those uh, initiatives be, you know, a success. Now we're trying to grow the show make it even bigger, get an even bigger audience. And we want your guys. We want to be growers, not showers is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, eventually we'll be showers when we get to the YouTube, but right. okay, for now we're okay. growers and we need your guys's help. Help us grow guys. We need your help. <laughs> 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 this, this has gotten oddly sexual. Uh, but yeah, so what we're doing is we're having a contest and of getting our name out and you're going to help us. So what we need you guys to do, as we mentioned before, with Buzzsprout, we can now release little audio clips or teasers of the show. It'll just be a little video of a sound soundbite uh, from this very episode. Probably something funny that we'll say. I don't know. Could be dumb. What we need you to do, we are going to be posting that link on all three of our Twitters. So, Chris, your Twitter handle is... CMichaelWrites. Andy. Andy Most Days. And I'm Steve May 13 Follow one of the three of us, and you will see in our timeline us tweeting about this link. What we need you to do is either retweet that link on your Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, you can uh, share that link on your Facebook or what have you. MySpace even. MySpace even. Zanga. Any Zanga users out there still? (laughs) Raise nobody. Okay. Tumblr. (laughs) You can even get a billboard. We'll accept that. Yeah, Yeah. That's fair. Whatever you use on social media, just share that link with the hashtag streaming things. So hashtag streaming things and the link on your social media a uh, platform of choosing take a screen grab of that and email us all right so there's, Ooh, there's a co- layers to that there are several steps so again share the link we provide on either of our twitter handles uh when when you share it use the hashtag streaming things and send us a photo proving that you did thus uh and doing so enters you to win what chris uh f-
0: Amazon gift card (laughs) super planned it we did not discuss the prize it is a $50 Amazon gift card it is now yeah (laughs) so congrats you guys
2: I win and who will be buying that gift card Chris I will sure (laughs) (laughs) that's fair so if you want to win a $50 Amazon gift card on Chris's dime Mm -hmm. follow the steps I gave you go to our Twitter handle retweet or share that post With the hashtag streaming things, send us in a photo proving that you did thus,
0: and you could possibly get that gift. And you might be thinking, I see what they're doing. I see through this, and I don't appreciate it. (laughs) You probably don't think of that, but you probably get it. Oh, I get it. I'm going to have to follow them on Twitter, and then I'm going to have to create a, a hashtag with their show name in it and show all my friends that I listen to this show. And they're basically going to maybe pay me 50 bucks for this, right? That's exactly why we're doing it. We're not hiding that at all. We want more people to join us, join the family that you're already in. And I would think you'd want your family to grow. The growers need to grow. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that hashtag growers need to grow hashtag streaming things.
2: (laughs) You don't have to put that growth to the (laughs) growers. Please
0: Um, help us grow so that we may show enough marketing, but. It's important to us. We got some big plans and you guys are going to be very excited, I think. Um, So moving on, I guess. And How long do they have to do this? That's right. We have until April 16th. So as you're hearing this, I believe should be around.
2: So you're going to, so this episode drops on the fifth. So you have a week and four days to get this done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So April 16th, 2021 is the day you have to send in that photo
1: to streamingthingspod at gmail.com so,
0: so future we'll listener
1: announcing the episode on the 19th or the winner on the 19th correct yes awesome yeah
0: and then future listeners so there's gonna be a future listener going through the backlog you're done you don't get it no you can still use hashtag streaming things or hashtag growing the growers what was it again? <laughs> <laughs> growers gotta grow <laughs> <laughs> something like that you still do that but there's no money in it.
2: So yes, follow us on Twitter, share our post uh with the hashtag streaming things, take a photo of it, email it to gmail.com send that to us before April 16th, and we will announce the winner on April
0: 19th, 2021. It's sort of like a Willy Wonka. You're just looking for the golden ticket.
2: Yeah, right? and you're all you're probably living at home where all your grandparents <laughs> share the same bed, you know, like normal people. I got a golden ticket. <laughs> Just imagine you get the golden ticket. That is Chris's $50 Amazon gift card. Uh And all of a sudden your grandpa is so excited. He actually gets out of the bed that he's been stuck in for who knows how long and starts dancing. That will save your
0: grandfather's life. That could be you. You could do that for him. So don't slack. Do it for grandpa. Don't slack. All right. That brings us to crossing streams. The segment where we talk about the things that we've recently been streaming. Andy. Have you been streaming anything nope. to, to talk about on streaming things? Just kidding. Yes, of course I've been streaming stuff. Um, <laughs> of course I have. What do you think? I'm some kind of monster. So I finally uh, dove
1: into a TV show that's been recommended to me by a whole bunch of people, and I just mm-hmm. continually ignored it. It is Hannibal. The TV oh, show Hannibal, Hannibal's Hannibal good. With yeah. Mads Mikkelsen playing the lead role of Han- Dr. Hannibal. Good Lester. show. Good Hell show. Yeah. It is fantastic. I am very disappointed in myself for not having watched it sooner, Um, it is so up my alley. It's kind of creepy. Like the, the, some of the cinematography that is done in that show is wonderfully executed. Um, just very cool, uh, visual, uh, representations of the mental leaps that our lead character will Graham goes through. Now, if anybody has ever read, um, the, uh, Hannibal books, uh, beginning with red dragon, then silence of the lambs and then Hannibal, um, red dragon, so in Red Dragon, the lead uh, character, the, <laughs> protag- the protagonist is uh, Will Graham. He is a FBI detective uh, who is brought in on a case to help try to solve a, uh, a serial killer case. Uh, mm-hmm. They take that conceit in the show and they uh, kind of do their own spin on it. And they make Will Graham out to be this um, kind of reclusive, uh, failed detective who uh due to uh, emotional and uh, mental issues was unable to pass like FBI field agent uh, examinations and so has instead uh, relegated himself to a career educating others. He is brought in to uh, assist uh, Lawrence Fishburne, whose character's name is escaping me. Uh, in Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne. It's and just Lawrence he's, Fishburne he's always just Lawrence Fishburne playing
2: Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. He he sometimes Hugh Grant's like I know who the killer is, and Lawrence Fishburne leans in and intensely goes show me,
1: <laughs> and then puts on kick ass aviators mm-hmm. with Hugh, no rims. Hugh Grant is in the show. I was unaware.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Darcy, oh,
1: I think his name is.
0: <laughs> yeah, Hugh uh, Grant also makes Hugh, an appearance. You got to keep watching.
1: Nancy. Anyway, um, so uh, it's a procedural drama, uh, semi-psychological horror uh, mystery show, and it is wonderful. The writing is absolute top-notch. The direction is fantastic, Uh, and the acting, Mads
0: Mikkelsen kills it. So good. So good. I watched like the first season, and that's a Brian Fuller show. It is. The dude
1: that did uh, Pushing Daisies Mm -hmm. and Dead Like Me. He's amazing. uh, he,
0: He recently did American Gods. American Gods. Yep. Brian, Brian Fuller is always a really good showrunner and writer. Uh, I, the show was a little too serialized for me or like episodic. And I know that sounds dumb, but I'm, I'm spoiled by all the quote unquote prestige TV that does basically in a, a, giant movie.
1: It is very um, much a, there, every you can see the formula killer. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. And eventually, I don't know. I love the show. I just kind of woke up one day, had no desire to, to watch the next one and then haven't gone back. Mm hmm. But I would like to finish it. It has a very rabid fan base. I'm sure it 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 ends well. It was recently
1: canceled, Um, so I believe that the third season is its last, um, which is very sad. But I've been enjoying the shit out of it so Mm -hmm. far.
2: It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous Um, looking show. Um, Mad's great in it, and you know, it's. I'm just surprised because for a while it was on what eight NBC. Or ABC, it was it was on network TV, mm-hmm. but they got away with like it's a it's not it's a pretty gory show. It is yeah, especially There's, for network TV, and it's surprising that they were able to like
1: go on with that for as long as they did. There is some graphic imagery in it. I was pretty pleasantly surprised with uh, knowing very well that it was a you know broadcast you know serialized TV show like a bastardization of Thomas Harris's vision for Red Dragon and mm, Red Dragon Reiter in general. Uh, <laughs> I was like, God damn, this is actually really good. Um, yeah. So I've been enjoying the shit out of it. There's one other thing that I streamed, but I th- I'm pretty sure we all streamed it. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the baton over to Steve. Steve, how's Hi. that baton feeling? Oh, it girthy. Um, it's, it's a grower. <laughs> it's a grower,
2: <laughs> definitely. Uh, so I've actually streamed two things. Um, the first thing isn't what Andy was referring to, but I will get to that because the first thing I want to talk about is Falcon and Winter Soldier. I've continued to watch that. Uh, I've gotten through episode three. I'm really enjoying it so far. It is an uneven show. Um, I feel like that falls mostly on the direction. Um, What I mean is like one scene will be like really expertly crafted and funny and or serious and really well done. And then the next scene will feel out of touch and like totally off. Um, And then they'll go back to something that makes sense. And it's a little uneven in certain spots, but I'm really, really having fun with specifically the falcon and winter soldier i really like their chemistry and dynamic like anytime they're on screen together i'm I'm just having a blast watching it Mm. and uh baron zemo came back in the in this in the last episode which isn't a spoiler because he's in the trailer oh cool but uh the i I just i just love that character from um civil war
0: yeah i think Mm -hmm. daniel rules the the best part of the show for me i think it's a complete mess but i love zemo yeah Hashtag Zebo.
2: And that's the thing. Objectively, as I watch it, like this is kind of a mess of a show, but I'm having a fun time. Yeah. Like I'm it. definitely yeah.
0: going to watch the next episode, but mm-hmm. I found myself checking my phone a lot, which I typically don't do. And I actually usually judge people for, so.
2: I, it's funny. Cause when episode two ended, I, I I had the very distinct thought of like, Oh man, I, oh, I want to watch the next one right now. <laughs> and then after the, I watched the third episode today. And at the end of that, I'm like, I had fun with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. I'll come back to you next week, my friend.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um,
2: Cause I think episode three is the most uneven. Yeah, Episode two is really there good. There's some really
0: cool shit in episode three. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Like, I don't want to get too into spoilers, but a certain character does some, comes back and does some really cool shit. Um, there's some really good set pieces, but also just like, what is going on? You guys are all over the, yeah, the who, you know, the, the what? Yeah uh
2: but yeah so i've been watching that i've i've enjoyed it i'm sure we're gonna do a overall seasonal recap episode similar to what we did with wandavision when it's over but that's in three more weeks i think it's it's, six episodes yeah Mm -hmm. uh the thing that i believe all three of us have watched that i streamed this week is a netflix film called bad trip Mm -hmm. uh stars eric andre and it's kind of like um how would you describe it it's almost similar to like a jackass type movie, but there's a narrative through line to it. It's, it's not just compared to Borat for it's,
0: sure. It's been, yeah, Borat's a good jackass yeah. meets Borat has been like the internet tagline to mm-hmm. compare it to because there are some like extreme things that Borat wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, because there's pretty no holds barred in Borat, but I mean, it's, so it's
1: like a gorilla style filmed, uh, narrative feature. So it is filmed like these pranks that are, played on um, unsuspecting people who they then later uh, got permission to use their footage. If they didn't, you'll see that their faces are blurred out. But uh, there is a narrative thread that ties it together, wherein it's, there are no um, not um, no, no standers by who are um, unaware of what's going on. They actually have a narrative thread with just the lead characters uh, that takes place in between all of these pranks that they pull, and they actually tell a story, and it's released as a feature film. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. I don't know if these type of movies are necessarily my type of thing, but I had a good, I mean, there are way worse times you can spend an hour and 25 minutes. Um, it was certainly funny in parts. Um, my favorite part of it was actually the credits, Uh, Oh, when you got to see the the, the takes they didn't use? Yeah. You get to see people's reactions to realizing that what they saw was a prank and not real life. Because there are some genuine, like some people were like scared for their lives and a couple of Sure. I mean, there are some
0: really dangerous things that they they do in that movie.
2: One thing I do like that they do is all these quote unquote innocent people, you know, these bystanders that don't know these things are a prank that are happening to them. All of these people are never, the pranks are never being done to them they're just kind of there they're witnesses. to witness all this shit sure. that's happening to mostly Eric Andre or Tiffany Haddish, or I forget
0: the Lil Ray, Lil Ray, Lil Ray. Lil Ray. um, the rel, the yeah. Lil rel, Lil rel, how, how- are, It's definitely little.
2: Um, but all the pranks are happening to the three core characters. Correct. And, and the bystanders are there sort of witnessing to add like, well, what the fuck are they doing? You know, that kind of stuff. And so I like that cause I, Sometimes those prank shows can be a little, they could feel mean if they're like happening to a person. Yeah, you can So I love icky. that about the show. Yeah.
0: I think I liked it the most out of all three of us. Like I, it's the funniest thing I've seen in a decade. I'm pretty sure I can say that with very little hyperbole. And mm-hmm. You guys were like, yeah, that was funny. Right. Is that the general consensus? I think
1: I, I think I, once again, am kind of falling in the middle. Like Steve is okay. Me, I
0: thought it was very good, but I did not love it the way you did. I was like belly laughter. I mean, honestly, it's, the, it's definitely the best I I don't know. I can't even think of anything other than that. It made me laugh that hard. Mm -hmm. I really can't. I mean, Borat subsequent movie film is the thing before that, that I definitely almost achieved that much laughter. Um, So maybe I'm just really into the hidden camera thing, but like Palm Springs was hilarious, Mm -hmm. but I could not breathe watching bad trip for multiple scenes.
2: Can I ask what scene was there a particular scene that stands out to you as like the one that I lost my mind? Yeah.
0: Well, one of them is the zoo. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's why I, I mean I lost my mind at his audacity. Um, that one's the most
1: absurd when when one they do. Yeah. When he goes back in. Like, <laughs> well, we, we <laughs> don't want to spoil it, right? <laughs> like, oh my God.
0: Yes. That's 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 when it that's when it happened for me. And then also a really inane part where he's in the car talking to Laurel uh, about did you look that up? That is the correct that is pronunciation. Laurel? They're talking about the movie White Chicks. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I don't want to spoil anything, but just that conversation, like my wife looked at me and she's laughing along with me. But at that the part of the movie, in be- White Chicks is what they're referring yes. to, not just like White Chicks. <laughs> they're talking about the movie White Chicks with the Wayans brothers and uh, their conversation and in, in particular, a certain thing he says had me dying of laughter. And she's like, I don't understand why you're laughing so hard. Um, <laughs> well, you've got to know, know
2: that movie. And that, that line is really funny. So, but
0: if you haven't seen it, listener at home, it's on Netflix. It's an original. And I'm not typically the biggest fan of Eric Andre like I'm not anything I don't have anything against the man I just heard up the Tim and Eric show I didn't, you know <laughs> that kind of late night adult swim stuff just seemed goofy to me especially when I stopped smoking weed uh, so I really had no plans to check this out but it was something inane we thought we could watch I loved it and not only is it hilarious Tiffany haddish is actually she's great given a movie. phenomenal She's performance. unrecognizable in it. fearless. Really? Um, and- yeah, there's a there's a clip where
2: she's like in some random dude's face and they're like yelling at each yeah. other, but she never breaks character nope. and it's really funny. It's so, amazing because it could be like I can see from that guy's perspective how like he's in a position of like this person's being hostile towards me. I'm gonna like defend myself and like yell back, but the way she's delivering her lines to him is so goddamn funny. <laughs> like I think his name's Craig. He's like, what are you talking about, Craig? <laughs> Craig, it's like she just keeps saying his name, and just makes him more and more mad the further it
0: goes. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh god. But honestly, this might sound ridiculous, but I found the movie to be heartwarming at times. Mm-hmm. Um, like not the plot itself, like the friendship thing that that can kind of get to you, but watching the bystanders and how they interact with the yeah. main characters, because you would think in a hidden camera show you might just find. All of the worst parts of humanity, but, and maybe they edit it that way, but I don't see what the point of that would be. All of these people, for the most part, react in really endearing ways. So they're good humans. They try to help. um,
2: Even when it would not be beneficial to help. Not at all. People are like, really do that. Yep. Like they could, in in a real situation, by helping Eric Andre or whomever could really put them in a very difficult position. Yep morally and legally technically but mm-hmm. we're not morally because they're yes, doing the right thing I know right what you're
0: thing. talking about i know what you're referring and to
2: it's it's just fascinating to see how the people were like okay yeah like they 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 go above and beyond and i'm sure they probably did that you know
1: five times or whatever and pick the best response sure i'd be really curious to see the unused takes
0: well that's what i thought you said you liked about the credits there's a couple unused takes mm-hmm. in yeah. there and i really thought that was interesting to kind of like think about from a filmmaking aspect how that would look and how they would set up these scenarios in these obviously open businesses. And I found myself while while I was watching, I'm like, so they would have to get permission from the owner. Obviously they they didn't build this store. These people are coming in to purchase things like they've done this before. Right. Mm. And just like set up a fake shop. So it's just fascinating to me how that process as a, from a producer standpoint would have worked. Um, but yeah, I just, the way some people reacted, I just, I was driven to tears at least once. Just like, oh, that's fucking beautiful. Look at how he's trying to help so hard. And mm-hmm. it sucks yeah. that I know it's all a joke, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> poor guy. But, you know, that's beautiful, you know. So I really recommend it for that. Not only is it hilarious, but if you look at it from the right angle, it can actually give you a little bit of hope in humanity. Yeah. Agreed. And there's Agreed. a lot of dick jokes around that hope. Not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of hope. It is a very vulgar movie. So just, for sure. So, Do not watch with kids. No. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: what else were you? Streaming? Or squares. <laughs> yeah no kids or squires those are my two those are my two that is it okay so i've been streaming some things as well um i watched a, a cartoon an animated show on amazon prime it's available to stream it comes from robert kirkman co-creator of the walking dead and it's called invincible and it's based on his comic book series that he also co-created so it, yes it is a superhero comic and it's like there's a lot of that going around right now but it's closer to the boys than it is anything else that you're watching like Falcon and the winter soldier or anything like that. Um, go watch it. The animation is beautiful. I just thought I heard Robert Kirkman was on a podcast that I listened to. And I, you know, I like that guy. I like how he talks. He talks good. He's got good words and stuff. Mm -hmm. I've liked previous stories that he's been a part of creating. So I thought, Hey, I'll check it out. Um, sucked me right in. And then the end of the pilot, just watch through the pilot. If you get to the very end of the credits of the pilot and you are not sold. Good. Good. Just walk away. But I guarantee that you will be like, holy shit, and just have to watch the next episode. Um, did you guys happen to check out Invincible?
2: Not yet. No, but uh, you're the second person that is... Spoken very highly of it in my life. So I think I'm going to have to knock my
0: socks off. The animation's beautiful. And it's listen to this cast. uh, It's got Stephen Ewan for sure. The guy from The Walking Dead, but Mm -hmm. also, uh, you know, nominated for Oscars and Minari. Um, It's got a whole like the, the cast is actually bonkers, batshit crazy. And I don't know how they manage this like the the budget for this or if everybody's just like ah robert kirkman's such a good guy i'll be in his thing i'm not really sure how that works i mean he's got walking dead money so he sure true, true. <laughs> pretty much has a blank check <laughs> it's true well yeah. <laughs> he's got it's like a Stephen Ewan. you got jk simmons sandra nice. O. Nice. you've got let's keep on scrolling down walton goggins we talked about him earlier oh, oh hell, hell yeah much.
2: i love walton goggins
0: uh jason manzoukas i love jason manzoukas zachary quinto I love Zachary Quinto. Oh I, guys, do love Zachary I do actually love Zachary Quinto. I love Zachary Quinto. Uh, Mark Hamill. Oh, don't even start it on Marky Mark Hamill. <laughs> Seth Rogen. Clancy Brown. Do you guys know Clancy Brown? Yeah, he's great. He's he's in everything. He's doing a Crazy lot of voice Brown's acting nowadays everything.
2: too. Yeah, he was in the Mandalorian uh, season one. He was the big Devorian guy that. Uh, you know, the bit, the devil looking alien. And he's like, in the, you know, the episode where they were breaking the guy out of the Rep- new Republic prison. Okay. ship. Yeah. He was the big, de- uh, devil looking character.
0: That's like immune to flame. Sorry. That was a huh. weird. He's kind of like that in this show too. It's kind of weird. That's the kind of, he plays a uh, Damien Darkblood, the demon detective. Yeah. I think his biggest role is probably the warden in Shawshank. Redemption. I, I always think of him as the guy who throws people off the roof because he needs his taxes done. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, Mahershala Ali, John Hamm. I can keep going. This thing is oh, Lauren Cohen from the walking dead. This shit's crazy. Uh, absolutely bonkers. Oh, they got the couple from, uh, walking, walking dead. dead. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, it's amazing. I'm absolutely, I, I watched episode. I was more excited tenfold to watch invincible episode four than Falcon and the winter soldier episode three this morning. I watched them both, but I watched invincible first and I was super stoked and I watched Falcon and the winter soldier just so that I could, engage in conversations online
2: i think every other, <laughs> i think every other episode there's a streaming things section where chris just le-
0: reads a cast list and we're like "Whoa,
2: whoa!" <laughs> part of our thing it's
0: basically the only contribution i
2: know those names
0: streaming things they have the imdb app so i listen to them <laughs> for all the update news just wait till they see you check the gate also just real quick uh so that's on amazon prime that's invincible i also watched uh a couple episodes of a show on netflix called "Worn stories um and i just wanted to highlight this because i think it's kind of something you might skip over typically when you're scrolling netflix on a late night trying to find something to watch have you guys seen this documentary show Mm. no so it's about clothing uh and and specifically the stories that are embedded in the clothing itself. Like, Hey, this is how I got these shoes and this is what they mean to me. My grandmother gave me this tie. I bought them. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I walked in the store uh, and it, it actually, it's a really interesting docu show uh, docu series uh, with some really heartfelt stories. Uh, I, I honestly, my wife was watching it and she said, Hey, I think you really like the show. And I was getting ready for work and I said, Hey, I'll sit down and watch this for a minute with you and see what it's about. And, you know, it's hard for something to kind of reach in your chest and squeeze that heart that fast, especially when you got other things on your mind. But it touched me. I just have to say that quickly. Can you tell me where on this doll it touched you? Yeah. Actually, out right there. I'll, I will show you on you, actually, if you don't okay. mind. Come here. Come here. <laughs> so do you know oh, the saxophone oh. player from Lost Boys? Uh, Lost Boys, the vampire movie? Yeah, the, the, the 80s movie with Sutherland. Yeah. So there's a, a shirtless, uh, oh, yeah, greased yeah, yeah. up, strapped saxophone yeah, player that's yeah. very famous for sexually gyrating while he plays the saxophone in that movie. Yeah. Uh, he actually was a, a real saxophone player that toured with Tina Turner and stuff for a long time. So oh, TT. the show spends a good deal of time in one particular episode talking about him uh, and his codpiece because he wears a codpiece. Uh, As all saxophone players do. It was gifted mm-hmm. to him by Tina Turner. Bequeathed and unto him I by be- the Turner. <laughs> it's just, it's fascinating stuff. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, and he talks and so about. he wears
1: it all the time.
0: He does. He does. It's It cuts to him in his house. And he's like, honey, can you grease me up? And she's rubbing the grease on his, uh, you know. I got a older funeral muscles. to play at today. <laughs> grease me up. I got a funeral. His less visible muscles. <laughs> but he talks about how the cod piece helps him get into character and. Uh, the you know his journey and how in the eighties he had tons of work and then obviously uh, in the nineties having a saxophone player in your band went out of style so he couldn't find any work for about fifteen years. Uh, until oh, man. that short revival where everybody got super back into, uh, Sky. no, it was just the lost <laughs> boys. He's like, it's the funniest thing. This like eight second clip that nobody gave a fuck about until 30 years later, all of a sudden I'm the biggest thing on the internet. And he got to do TV appearances. And he's like, now I have my own albums. I'm touring again. Oh, good Life's funny. Look at life. And I still have this cock, this leather studded cock cover that I wear everywhere. And it's just an interesting little thing. Cause I like things like that where it's like I made a documentary about toothpicks and then Mm -hmm, you're like, who the fuck wants to watch the documentary about toothpicks? And then this documentary about toothpicks just shows you so much about life, love and the pursuit of happiness. And you're like, oh, my God. And you want to share these toothpicks with everybody. I find that beautiful.
2: I love documentaries that are about the most random shit like that because mm. I mean it's so easy to be like, let's make a documentary about the Kennedy Nixon, assassination. Right. Like, okay. Well, we both went presidents on that one. Yeah, we did. Well, we do have a presidents episode. <laughs> like, I used to be really into um, Vox mini docs. Um, it was just on their YouTube channel, you know, Vox, right. the media. Company. Yeah. Um they would do random. Uh, I don't know if they still do it. I think they might've stopped, but they used to do mini documentaries on like the most random shit. And I just ate it up. Like why are Victor- Victorian homes always the stereotypical haunted house in movies? And it was just the history of why that's what people associate with being a haunted house. And it's just documentaries like that. Like it just, I, you, you would never think like, Oh, what happened to you that? I don't know that guy? Guy. you want
0: to know more about that yeah, until you're stuck. And you're like, I do want to know more. Like, Actually, that's interesting. Why is he greasing himself up? What does that do? Do I need to do that? Does he just mm-hmm. does he just wear? Is he shirtless with just the piece when he goes on Ellen? Should I wear a codpiece? Would that help me at my job? Can can I play the saxophone? <laughs> so funny story. We're all three wearing codpieces right now, just to see if we put on a better audio show for you folks, and you can. Judge for yourself how well that's working. I call it my power piece. My power piece. <laughs> <laughs> my power piece. Uh, so I think that's all that we've been streaming here on Streaming Things. Let's move on to our next segment. Check the gate. Check the gate. Check
2: the check gate. gate. Check the gate. Check the yes. gate. Check, oh, the the check the check gate. Check the gate. Watch that. Check the gate. Check the gate. Check the gate.
0: So Check the Gate is the segment wherein streaming things, that's us, brings you, that's you, the hottest, freshest, most steaming, hot off the press TV and film news known to man that you can get literally anywhere else and probably have first. That's Andy. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, you you brought me some. You checked my gate the other day. What, oh, what news said, did you bro. have?
1: That is one hell of a gate. Let me let me start by saying that. Um, so no, uh, there uh, news broke while I was on the phone with Chris. I was like, bro, stop what you're talking about. He was talking about one of his long winded rants like he does. I was mm-hmm. like, bro, shut up for a second. Listen to this. Netflix bought the rights to uh, produce and uh, broadcast uh, the Knives Out two and three oh, yeah. sequels. Uh Ooh, with, Steve was uh, unimpressed. Ryan Johnson reprising himself reprising himself as mm-hmm. director He is and, reprising uh, himself. He will be no one else. He will be no one other than himself. And uh they they're bringing back uh Benoît Blanc. Uh old Daniel Craig is going to be uh it's going to be like a serial uh, Uh, mystery detective thing you know in the vein of like Sherlock Holmes or Agatha Christie or uh, yeah I guess Agatha Christie Uh, yeah I'm super fucking stoked that was bar none the best movie of the year was that 2019 that movie came out I think so Um, yeah god damn do i love that movie that is so goddamn good so Dude, I am, much i am dicks out for knives out two and three so mm. much so in fact steve and i went and re-watched it in theater and we were such nerds that we downloaded ryan johnson's director commentary yeah. and put in earbuds i remember when and just did didn't that. even wa- listen to the movie at all we listened to the director commentary in theater it was amazing yeah, it was a good time. I love that movie. And Ryan so Johnson's
0: I was, got such a soothing voice. I wish he would come on the so podcast and just that. talk to me. No one else. Yeah. And I would just record it and Sit play it while with I his little, sleep. Little banjo. He'd be like, good night, Chris. Play play music. He does that a lot. Yeah. Ryan yeah. Johnson brings you another episode of Good Night, Chris. You're so special, Chris. I love Is he you. he just going to. Yeah, he's nice. just talking to me no. while I go to sleep.
2: Is he going to pull out his little banjo and, like, you're so special? Does Chris. he play banjo? Dude, every podcast I've yeah, ever dude. listened to with Ryan on it, he always just like he'll just like strum a little little strum now and then that's just his thing i guess but he's like one of the, he's probably one of my favorite writer directors at the moment I, I he's people call him divisive only because of star wars but like literally every other movie he's made mm-hmm. take star wars out of it well, I, the star wars movie that we all love take that movie out of it he's made nothing but bangers yep i just and, watched for the first time
1: brothers bloom recently and even that is amazing yeah very underrated film I remember watching Brick way back in whenever that came out, like oh God.
2: mid-2000s. Early aughts.
0: Yeah, I remember Andy Andy telling me about that. He's like, Dude, you got to check out this new movie. This director is going to be big. And I was like, shut up, Andy. You don't know shit. And
2: look at him now.
0: Mm-hmm. You owe him I money. Him now. Yeah, I do indeed. $50 I do gift card. Indeed. In other news, <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones creator, George R. R. Martin, has been uh, offered a fucking just a truckload of cash. I can only imagine. So he's locked Backing into the money
2: bus. Park it next to my other truckload of cash.
0: Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So they've got a huge deal with with HBO Max to unleash five Song of Ice uh, Song of Ice and Fire universe stories unto us. So not just Game of Thrones and then House of Dragon, which has already been greenlit, but four other properties, I believe. So you're gonna have the the Dunkin' Egg series. You're gonna have oh, nice. uh uh Nymeria and her, you know, conquering raid of Westeros. Uh, I just can't believe that they're gonna beat it that hard do you know what i mean like that's a lot that's a lot and nobody loves that universe more than me i just i'm a little worried um a i would like george to finish the song of ice ice and fire books yeah um he doesn't give a fuck about that and i'm excited to see you know on the screen as much of that universe as i can but i just think that's crazy five yeah um and and a stage production like oh that's right he's doing a broadway musical (laughs) version of something um, know, so that's just fascinating. That's about all the news that I have for y'all this week. Uh, Thundercats will be a movie directed by Adam Wingard, which ties us in today's review because he directed the movie that we're talking about. Uh, any, any interest in a Thundercats movie? Thundercats. Oh. Thundercats.
1: Oh, I
2: feel Actually, like if
0: anybody here did, it would be Steve. Now that's uh, Masters of the Universe, right? Is that the same world
1: or Thundercats is something? No. 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 Okay. Never mind. then. Same era. I'll shut up. Both eighties. I, I just was immediately started thinking about there's a master's of the universe TV show coming out with Net, uh, on Netflix that, uh, Kevin Smith is, I think showrunner on.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: and that's for, an animated I, show in my head. Uh, you know, I kind of just m- melded
0: thundercats and he-man and you same, probably same played universe. with the toys together. You made them fight. Oh, a hundred percent. But no, they're not the same at all. Steve, do you have some gate you want to check? No. I do. That brings us to our main event. We're going to review Godzilla versus Kong right now. Oh my God, yeah, scary. It's kind
1: of like the you coming side
0: of it. I told you not to make fun of my, my noises. All right, that's a good start. Good start. We'll, leave so the- <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with opening thoughts overall on the film. And then I'm sure we'll have a spoiler bumper somewhere in there. Is that a plan, Steve? Everybody's going to warn them. Yes. We got him. We got him. Andy, what were your overall thoughts on Godzilla versus Kong? It was a big deal on the internet. We want to know what Andy thinks.
1: Uh, okay. Overall thoughts. Um, nobody's motivation makes any fucking sense whatsoever. It is occasionally very aesthetically pleasing. And some parts of the actual versus aspect of the movie were fun. Overall,
0: D plus. So you really like the movie.
1: <laughs> so this is gonna go right under tenant on your <laughs> next oh, yeah. 2010. Yeah, top ten of
0: the year for sure. I <laughs> was
1: uh, pretty underwhelmed, and I tried real hard to just suspend all disbelief and just be like, you know what, it's a kaiju movie. I'm gonna let them fight. Um, let them fight,
0: as Ken Watanabe would say. And they they
1: almost, <laughs> they, <laughs> nice.
0: they almost try to treat it like this like
1: series of fights like everybody has to get in their licks and every fan of every uh There's so much major monster in this movie. Mm-hmm. is going to be at least somewhat satisfied and I, I i i wanted to see either fucking kong get blown in half or oh, have godzilla get just his neck snapped I, I wanted i wanted commitment and i didn't get that um, I, I just got like a try to make everybody happy experience and just didn't do it for me. Um, now, that said, there were some super cool production designing. Uh, it has a wonderful cast, most of whom are very poorly utilized. The movie's not without its merits. But if you are going in expecting any kind of semblance of a sensical plot, you're not going to get that. And if you're going in... As a fan of any of these actors, you are not going to be happy with their part. And so I, I don't know who this movie is going
0: to please. That's Except my may God have mercy on their soul. Steve, what did you think of Godzilla versus Kong?
2: Well, um, I hate this movie i don't like this movie at all this movie made me actively angry i um actually like i was telling andy earlier when the movie was over i was mad that i watched it um and i and i'm wondering how much of that is because the film's awful because it is and how much of that is because everyone on the internet at least in the circles that i follow seem to love it and always like yeah it's a dumb monster movie but if you get past that it's a lot of fun is it i don't <laughs> think it is i think it's really fucking boring and stupid and just like even if as so again i'm not a huge fan of this franchise i mean i'll watch them and be like oh whatever i watch you guys look cool 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 but I've seen the movies that take place in this universe, right? I've seen Godzilla 2014. I've seen Kingdom Monsters. I've seen Skull Island. You're telling me in the universe that is laid out, the Kong Godzilla cinematic universe that they have laid out over the course of several films, that humankind has gone from 2014 to fucking spaceships? and lasers and mechazords and whatever the and ships that can carry kaiju i like every circle like andy said that this film is without its merits and i disagree because i think this movie's trash from top to bottom wow even the the you know oh that's a pretty well framed shot yeah sure it's good that's the bare minimum that you should reach as a film of this caliber. You should be able to make a good shot, especially when you're filming interesting things like giant, you know, monkeys and lizards mm-hmm. fighting each other. That should be the bare fucking minimum. But, and, and, but most shots, I mean, all of them are, it's like a giant CGI fest, which is fine, but I didn't even think the CGI was that great. I thought the art design of the world in general was just like too, too much goddamn neon. Stop it with a neon. Okay. Let's turn mm-hmm. off the neon a little bit. And it's not even good looking neon. It's like, It just looked really fake the entire time. All the characters suck. The actors suck in it. Even the actors I like suck in it. And I just don't understand why so many people are like, oh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Yeah, turn your brain off. And it's like, I I, I went in with low expectations and still came out upset.
0: (laughs) I... I thought the nine minute sex scene between Godzilla and Kong was an interesting choice. At least they had mm-hmm. con- the courage of their convictions, the way they use that tail, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should have gone for 12 more. <laughs> and people like bold Call choice. Me by your name, bold move, cotton.
2: Yeah, so sorry. Kong busts out the peach. I
1: was
2: was really interested to to record this episode because I really have had a lot of pent up anger from this movie. And this has been my only outlet. Because I literally watched this movie last night at like 1130 at night. So I've had to sit and stew with my thoughts on this for, uh, what is it, 16 hours now. And I'm just like. Stew. (laughs)
0: I didn't realize I <laughs> so let's talk about it what did uh, you think chris um i feel really guilty because i feel like there's some listeners out there that that probably really enjoyed the film and want to hear a, a quasi intellectual discussion about it and it, since i also did not like the film i don't feel like we have much to offer in the way of that so i apologize oh you know i apologize in advance mm-hmm. Um, but you knew this coming in that this is where i was going to sit probably because again 2014's godzilla's pretty widely regarded as a, as a darn good movie by a lot of critics that I respect. I think that movie is hot garbage. Um, and I I really like Skull Island, though. Like, I, I've watched that twice. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself both times. So I was hoping it would lean more toward the Skull Island side of things. Like, just have a ball. And it kind of tried to somewhat. Um, I think it's the second best of the four, Godzilla versus Kong, I'll give it that. And I think that's purely because Kong's in it, and I seem to just have a Kong thing. Uh, can't go wrong you're with like, Kong.
1: You like the monkeys. I do. They really lean into getting you to side with Kong.
0: And, and sort of. And I, I, I think it's interesting that you said that, Andy, you wanted Kong to get blown in half, which is just goddamn awful. Or Godzilla to be destroyed. I, I wanted somebody to win. But you can't do that because the whole conceit, if you buy into the universe, is that they're both really good beings that protect humanity. And th- the fact that they're fighting is just is a tragic happenstance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I thought that the whole conceit of a third enemy, what's so funny, Steve? I just thought like, oh well, I have n- no point in the movie that I think this is so tragic.
2: They're both fighting because, yeah. because you know, uh, sorry. Uh, you know, the audience, why they're both fighting. And I think they could have really made the movie better if they did kind of lean into the, this is kind of tragic that these two heroic characters are having to fight each other, but they don't do that at all. They make a choice from minute one to be like, Godzilla sucks. He sucks. Everyone hates Godzilla. They make some
0: pretty strong assumptions. Well, I think. So let's do this. I just wanted to warn the listener. You know, obviously, we respect filmmaking. We know they're very hard to make. Hundreds of people made this film. We're not trying to shit on that. But let's do that. So spoilers starting now.
2: You are entering spoiler territory. You're bullshit.
0: (laughs) Perfect lead up to how we feel about this movie. Am I right? (laughs) Yes. Okay. so no holds barred. We're going to spoil Godzilla versus Kong. You've just seen it on HBO max. You want to hang out with us and talk about it now. So let's do that. Uh, So it opens up with Kong scratching his ass and already they (laughs) lost me within six minutes. They lost me immediately. How the fuck did you get Kong off that Island? And put him in this manufactured... Well, it's on the island. Is it? Yeah. They made... I, they're not even clear about that. They just created... It's Yeah, it's a dome on Skull Island. Okay, how did yeah. you land on this island that we've seen <laughs> in the late 60s, early 70s? It's very difficult to get to mm-hmm. without Kong killing all of you. Because he killed like 90% of the uh, last visitors within five minutes, right? And then not only that, but construct this massive dome around this powerful beast king of his own domain with no issues whatsoever
1: yeah he is not king of shit they're like i think it's literally while he is in chains on the boat she says kong bows to no one it's like bitch he's in chains right he's like, right there he he's king of nothing he you you have tamed him you could kill him in a heartbeat you turn off the engines of this boat and kong is done
2: there there's a really there's literally a line in that same scene where they're like hey don't put the sedatives too high we want them lucid you could od him
1: yeah you like, could od yeah. him right there if you wanted to right <laughs> he he the, the, it immediately lost me to well they lost me with the butt scratch which is how they opened the movie i'm like oh god this is going to be one of those fucking movies that tries to be funny it's never going to land and it doesn't surprise that's spoilers for you um and like the some of the action was cool, but goddamn, dude. Yeah, like Kong, they they made Kong out to be a fucking wimp. And it's like this motherfucking
0: Yeah, they, Kong. they castrated Kong pretty early. Like, yeah, you're you're right. They they had humans outwitting him with some human designs. And previously, and they tried to allude to that. Like he bows to no one was supposed to be a really cool line. And it almost worked for me because I'm a you know, I like, he is a I like Skull captivity. Island, right? But and the boat imagery is neat because that's the original Kong story, right? They bring him to New York, and then he, you know, gets loose. It just immediately it made. And I know you've got a certain amount of willing suspension of disbelief, as William James calls it, right? I mean, you're talking about gigantic apes and gigantic lizards and magical creatures and and a bunch of radioactive stuff with it. it not how radiation works Damn. at all, right? And we've already said <laughs> fuck all that, so I understand that. But you have to. Operate within the confines of your own universe, mm-hmm. and it, this doesn't make any sense, right? No. Uh, so I, I wrote in my notes: When did Monarch capture Kong? What's what's going on right now, right? They had nothing; they could have planted that seed at least in King of Monsters. Like, oh, we got this giant monkey; we got you know, <laughs> something to, to make me like prepare for that. There was so much about this movie that totally threw away. The setup
2: world that they've been building for so many years. That's why I, I honestly think if I had never seen the last few movies and just watched this, I probably would still hate it, but I would feel less apprehensive towards it. Like, mm-hmm. I really, one of my biggest pet peeves that movies do is when they set up ground rules, like this is the reality we're in. You could do all sorts of weird shit in a movie as long as you set up that that is possible within the reality. Like, I, I buy it. But when you start just blowing it up for no reason, that really takes me out of it and i, I can't stress how ma- like mad i was when I'm like okay they have a giant super bowl sized building on kong skull island skull island that has holographic projectors when did could they do that they reminded me of oh, hunger games oh mm-hmm. there's giant tunnels that go through the fucking planet that are have hovercraft in them there's like a weird electronic cloud car that they're driving around in and there's so much technology that's like How did um, humanity get to that point in 2021 when we were just a normal society in 2014? They could have easily
0: set it 20 to 30 years in the future and navigated all that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. as far as my my willingness to buy that. Yeah, but that didn't even bother me so much. It just it was clearly I could see the seams in the writing and like how they wrote themselves in and out of certain problems. And I never want to see that. I never want to see a writer's room when I'm watching a movie. And it just obviously explained him being in captivity explains why he was not in the King of Monsters film. Mm-hmm. Right. So we could have this fight now. Oh, he was stuck in here. He would have been out fighting Godzilla with the other guys. Um, It's like, okay, that's. I get it, whatever, moving on, right? So then the movie opens with a podcast. Um, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> which, you know, I took a little bit of the podcast jokes a little too closely to heart. <laughs> it's funny. They, uh, those were good jokes. I, I like the character. And I, I saw a lot about Millie Bobby Brown and the podcaster and her New Zealand friend. You just take them out of the movie completely and you'd have a good movie. I disagree, um, but I can see what they're saying. Like, it's the human elements that are by far the weakest. But... I actually kind of like their interactions. I love Millie Bobby Brown. Everybody who's been a big fan of this show knows we love MBB here on streaming. Thanks. Right. She's doing good work. Uh, The podcaster character was funny. um, A little silly, a little too funny, but I'm buying it. She'll probably be in
1: jail for doing these things with these teenagers. Right. And I'm a sucker
0: (laughs) for anybody with a New Zealand accent you know yeah. peace off ghost I, it's just shit. they're saying normal things sometimes and I'm just
1: like yes the only thing that I liked that kid for was when they were trying to uh hack into the computers at uh apex in order to try to shut down uh Mecha Godzilla uh he was like the guy said we'll try the password he's like I thought you said you knew this. He's like, I, I, I said I took a fucking HTML class in in summer camp or whatever. It finally was like one of the first movies ever to be like, what the fuck are you doing, Mister Layman, sitting at the computer trying to hack into the most secure network of all time? Because it happens in all of
0: these movies. Yeah, it's you're always just, generic they smart just computer guy. Type
1: really fast and then they're in. We're in. You know, are yeah. <laughs> in. we Whereas he was, just, he ended up like pouring liquor on it, which obviously that's not going to have the effect that it did in the movie. <laughs> But like,
2: I can't break
0: the <laughs> signal. Let me pour water on the thing. Right. Oh, right. we got in. No, the homies came up and they unplugged <laughs> the it. Pipe <hubies. laughs> down uh, down there. <laughs> I, that was hilarious when he said. Uh, it wasn't hilarious. It was neat when he said, what was it, a 90s camp cuz yeah, nobody uses yeah. html anymore. That was
2: honestly the best joke of the whole movie. Was yeah, that one? He got me with that one. I I got disagree. like I really disagree with the Millie Bob what you said about Millie Bobby Brown like she's terrible in
0: this movie. I just love Awful. Millie Bobby Brown. I'm love, not saying like Oscar worthy performance. I'm just love, saying oh there she is. That's fun for me. I love Millie Bobby Brown too and I, and most of this
2: I'm blaming most of this on the writing and directing. 100%. Um, Don't you fucking dare blame Millie because they I feel like they changed her character from King of the Monsters to now because now she's like hop on my New Zealand buddy that's living in the area for some reason like hop on with me we're gonna go track down this podcaster because he's speaking the truth and I I, it's like it's like if someone like what in that guy's delivery because you the movie really opens up with a podcaster right he's the central character that you kind of the movie kind of brings you with He's an employee at Apex and he's he's, trying to. He's clearly clueless. He's clearly a comedic character that's kind of an idiot and he's in over his head and he doesn't know what he's doing but somehow that has translated and you hear his podcast too it sounds like hey guys i'm here and uh i'm freaking out and it's just crazy somehow that has translated millie Bra- Bobby brown in that in this movie is like you know he's he's a real investigative journalist we gotta he's 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 telling the truth we should put all our eggs into that basket what in what world <sighs> yeah. Would you listen to that man and what he's saying and think that guy's got his shit together? You know what? Yeah. It really
0: makes her character seem like a moron.
2: Like they really make her Mm -hmm. seem like an idiot in this movie. And I think that is, and being such a huge Millie Bobby Brown fan, like that's part of, again, there's a lot of things that I think this movie typically wouldn't upset people, but I think it was like tailor made to press my buttons in very, very specific ways that I didn't even know existed. I didn't (laughs) know I had these buttons, but
1: now I know them. (laughs) (laughs) They have been pressed it it uh it her arc is by far the worst part of the movie it's just accidentally stumbling into the dumbest situations and it, half of her arc is oops how did we end up here we should probably go hide oops now we got put somewhere else and that that is the miraculously escape the in whole, inescapable
0: situation the whole Skull of her callers, arc. everything
1: right? never mind kyle chandler his entire arc <laughs> is calling her and saying where are you And then that's it. That's all he does. The entire movie. Yeah. Kyle Chandler,
2: every time... That's his name, right? Kyle Chandler? Yes. Every time he would show up on screen, I would have this reaction every time. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was in this. Because he's just he literally shows up. Hey, Millie Bobby Brown, what are you doing? Okay, bye. And then leaves. Which is a shame because, I mean, I like that actor. And out of everybody in this movie, he's the one they should focus on the most because dudes in uh king of the monsters dudes in peter jackson's king kong he's got the most
1: (laughs) was he in peter jackson's kong
2: yeah he was the 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 male the the male actor lead in the quote-unquote movie that jack black was filming naomi watts like Mm -hmm. yeah he was the the heroic actor but really he's like a cowardly like douche ego douche yeah um so he's in the most king kong movies out
0: of anybody in this one and he's like barely in it call kyle what did you like? what did you Call think of my Kyle. tweet, Steve? I saw you, oh, you were only 20 minutes in at the time when I said that Godzilla versus King Kong is basically Batman V Superman meets Congo, but not as cool as it sounds. This, yeah. That was perfect. It's literally the plot of, of, of Batman versus Superman. Like Godzilla is the Superman where it's like, if there's even a 1% chance that he could turn against us, we have to have a way to stop him. So they hunt, they go to hollow earth to find the kryptonite basically. And then Kong's Batman is, and finds out Mothra, you know, he says, "Why did you say that name?" And then they become why friends. Do you, why did you say Mothra? <laughs> that's and, hysterical. And they both fight <laughs> Mothra Mecha Godzilla. And it's that's the real I mean it's the same thing, but then you have the the sign language monkey from Congo in the middle yeah. of that sprinkled in. Yeah. Which I think you did a wonderful impersonation of the monkey from Congo one time did you? Hurt.
1: No, no. (laughs) Only now it's uh, somehow that little girl taught him, yes, the your family, your ancestors, your entire- enemies are going to be inside of the hole in the ground. And Kong is like, I understand you. I know. <laughs>
0: it's so funny. She's like, oh my God, he speaks sign language. And she's like, yeah, look. And you look up at Kong and he's like, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow.
1: Steve, Steve uh, had a good point. I was talking to him about it before we recorded. He was like, that is like, Andy, you standing here in your house, looking down at an ant and be him like... <laughs> (laughs) Twitching at you slightly and you being like, Yes, he is not an enemy. (laughs) Pointing at my dog. Like
2: just just imagine an ant gesticulating towards you on your (laughs) kitchen floor and being like, Yeah, this is home. You're right. Thanks, aunt. Thanks for teaching me the knowledge I needed to communicate, ant.
1: I I was actually kinda moved when Kong signed for home because I was like, sure. oh, that's I, it that's... worked
0: for me. I, I re- that little girl until she kept signing. The little girl is the best character and the human character yes. in the movie. Yeah. Bar none. She down. does a phenomenal job. I think they could have done a lot more with that. It's just Kong was a little too articulate for one. And it just they didn't earn any of that. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's too much other bullshit going on side it. So um how hollow earth is dope i wrote hollow that earth down i thought that was a phenomenal uh execution they should have spent it a lot more time amazing. down there that was really neat i i thought so there's a section in hollow earth where um kong kind
2: of gets to the point where gravity flips and he kind of floats you know he floats to the other side of that the was world cool. As soon as it happened, I was like, oh, cool. There's going to be a bomb ass fight scene between Godzilla and Kong, like where gravity's giving out on them and they're mm-hmm. fighting. Never happens. No, it didn't
0: happen. <laughs> no, it was going to be neat, but it didn't happen. Nope. I, in fact, the part where I almost turned it off, King Kong literally sits on a literal throne at one point mm-hmm. with what a is- scepter.
2: It was an axe.
0: Yeah. But it was a scepter. Yeah, right? He's, he's a was holding it like a scepter. He's a yeah. king. Like, fuck this movie.
1: And he <laughs> he so he sets it in the ground. And then um the of course she's a bad guy girl. Uh, right. Uh right. says, sends out her little robot to collect a sample. And Rebecca Hall yeah. suddenly says, What are you doing? That's discovery of a century. You can't just take a sample of it. It's like that was the plan. <laughs> You're right. From right. the fucking beginning was go down there and get a sample. Extract it. And it wasn't like she got cold feet and was like, you know what, we shouldn't do this because she was like, wait what? She acted surprised. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck did you
0: think you were doing down there? Just going to visit? And yeah. everybody being hyper willing. It just doesn't make- I'm sorry, listeners. I know it's a movie, but come on. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to be such a dick, but it's just like,
2: it's, it's so hard because you've got Alexander
0: Skarsgård, you come to him and you're like, why are we in his office? Okay. He's a hollow earth expert that everybody thinks is crazy. It's like, okay, we need your help to go down here again. It's kind of like the issue that you had with Tom uh, Hiddleston, Hiddleston in Skull Island. It's like, why what's he gonna do he's never been there either this is a theoretical (laughs) science that he's thought about a little bit okay bring him along his brother went and was there
1: was there any like you just rewatched them was there any like uh mention of hollow earth yeah there there is yes yeah so his brother going down there and getting crushed by gravity was not just out of left field Cause for me, I was well, like that, that is, that is but so, the, okay. the
0: existence of hollow earth was alluded to several times as part of the theory of how these creatures exist. In fact, the hollow earth theory is a real theory. Mm. Um, obviously with a lowercase in, T in the vein that uh, <laughs> yeah, astrology is right.
2: Like Flight, yeah, are, but they, a they is. mentioned that Godzilla can uh, specifically the Godzilla movies that bring it up is Godzilla goes from point A to point B across the earth because he can go through tunnels mm. and actually the part where Ken Watanabe dies, uh, in, um, king of the monsters they go into one of the tunnels or th- isn't it like they're theoretically going into one of the tunnels where con- or, uh, godzilla's dying so they can blow up a and new camp, that's supposed to be them. his
0: home right so yeah they can, yeah so it's, they completely
1: reused and the world's dumbest defibrillator like yes let's go move our ship on top of him and blowing up that'll help him
0: yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm fucking i'm good feel, and then he like He does, he does like a, what's the word? Jean-Claude Van Damme. And trust me, if you listen to the show, you know, I love JCVD. He like slams his shoulder against the skyscraper to like pop his shoulder back into place. But (laughs) it's King Kong doing it. So it's like even more ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I I thought the fight was cool. You know, you got Kong trying to get away because obviously the, eh, nothing tracks, nothing makes sense. So It's like the laser can't really hurt the hydra right and it can't really hurt other godzilla-esque creatures but it completely destroys kong if it touches him so he's got to really dance away he also burned a hole to the center of the earth right? and yes like all yeah. of a sudden he can just do that he was the, super mad about that the hole that <laughs> was like
2: 10 feet deep yeah because there's that shot where of look is looking down on them and they're in the center of the earth looking up and <laughs> <so bad.
0: laughs> roaring at him like what the fuck is this movie it reminds me of when you're a kid and you think you can dig a hole all the way to China from America yeah but Godzilla can really do that without hurting the earth in any way
2: and going back to what you said about um, uh, the scars guard guy being the hollow earth expert and he's never been down there he's never attempted to go down there his brother did and his brother died and they make that point mm. um, I guess to give him yeah. some oh, semblance yeah. of credentials I didn't finish that but go and on then then when they actually go down the earth the the rich i'm hot and evil clearly lady mm-hmm. is like uh she's kind of worried about something going on and this car is like don't worry it'll be hard when we reach this depth and it's like how do you fucking know <laughs> he's like acting so like this is normal i've been on this trip several times right. like, you've
1: never been there <laughs> i think this is the first scars performance i've ever hated
2: yeah ever. he's not good in this movie um
1: and so, okay,
0: Buy let's, let, of them let's grant that you're going to bring this guy along. Cause he's like the closest thing to an expert that you have because he blogs about it. Right. Mm. And okay. We've, no one's ever successfully made this mission. Everyone who has ever tried has died. We're pretty sure we've created a technology based on a place we've never been to that. It will, it'll get you there. How would it get us there? You've never been there. How did you build something that would get you somewhere you've never been? Don't worry about it. Stupid. All right. That's fine. I'll <laughs> grant you that. Well, Let's bring this, like, zoologist and little girl with us. Yeah. Why? It's definitely not safe. It's going to be fine. Let's bring them. Why would you do that? It makes no, no sense. They can
2: talk to the monkey. At least have the... Have the, the Child the, services needs to hit up Rebecca Hall, for have sure. Have the courage to write them in as stowaways or something. Yeah, like they're trying to protect Kong, so they like
0: go on the. I guess board they to bring them so they him. can have her talk to Kong, keep him calm, keep him calm. Well, they can, <laughs>
2: uh, she's supposed to ask them. Yeah, yeah. Why do they originally bring her? Because like she can't communicate to him. She's just there to supervise that they won't kill King Kong, essentially. And then, just by being on the boat, they realize, "Oh, girl can talk to Kong.
1: We can use this to our advantage." We didn't know that before we loaded everybody up on the ship. Also, we super did not need to take this boat the entire time. How does Kong with heights? Why
0: didn't you do that from the beginning? I also they just skip that faster. They they smash cut to Kong passed out again on the net. Yeah, but I would like to see out a lot in this movie. I would like to see the scene because they turned the the boat engine off so that Godzilla would leave him alone. Cause Godzilla is apparently a fucking idiot and Kong's a genius, <laughs> which by the way, that it's dance around that. Yeah. He can speak sign language, but Godzilla is a fucking idiot. He just turn the lights off. He goes away. Cause like a T-Rex, his vision's based on movement.
2: There, there are three or four times this movie where Godzilla could easily kill King Kong. And for reasons, Godzilla's like, you know what?
1: Nah. I mean, we and got just leaves. Like th- why wouldn't Godzilla kill? Him? I got your bitch ass. We a hundred percent got the answer to the question. Who wins? Like Godzilla.
0: Yeah, God, Godzilla it. won. I yeah. wrote that in my notes. Godzilla one question mark. I, Good. But here's the thing. <laughs> so you got to turn the boat engine off so that Godzilla will leave. But then you had 47 helicopters fly around real low and you hooked up this massive netting system somehow and got his biggest on it. How middle of the Godzilla didn't hear any of that because helicopters are quiet. <laughs> As we all know. And you proceeded to fly low over the ocean (laughs) to Antarctica. Which is safe from the 6,000 foot monster? What the fuck? How was that any safer? He could have just stood up and got all the helicopters and chomped them like peanuts. Yeah.
2: And like, I understand a lot of people are like, well, yeah, idiots, you're supposed to turn your brains off and watch this dumb, schlocky film and enjoy it for what it is. And it's like, this
0: movie's too dumb. Like, (laughs) I can watch Army of Darkness. Right. I'm not. Uh, there's no problem with me doing that. We respect Bruce Campbell in this house. <laughs> it's, <goddamn right. laughs> it's not the same thing. Right. You got to have you got to stick with the own logic of your of your own and try a little harder. You get this nebulous MacGuffin. Uh, Kong has a literal throne and scepter. LOL is one of my answer. Oh, what about the oxygen down there at the center of the earth? Yeah, they up so with just, that. They, they, just mean, they just breathe. They just be breathing.
1: Well, what's with the sunlight? In the yeah, of the yeah. <laughs> it's always just sunlight, slightly off camera. Like I kind of got it's the impression sunlight. it was like
0: it's its own little dimension in a weird way. So I granted some sure, of the sunlight because yeah.
2: they do kind of go through that membrane of gravity. Is the only yeah. thing I can describe it where things get trippy for a hot second. It's almost like a black hole. The last
0: note I wrote oh. was ha 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 i'd like to invite you on my podcast (laughs) that was actually funny i felt so seen and ashamed when the character invites his idol first thing you can think to say i'd like to invite you on my podcast so we and it's so embarrassing because i do that sometimes that's okay
1: uh
2: this movie does something that i was laughing so hard at but for the wrong reasons um it's the scene at the very end um the climactic fight has happened um Godzilla's going one way, King Kong's going the other way, all the humans congregate to kind of watch these titans leave their destroyed city in, in awe. And the camera focuses on the three or the the three groups of main characters that literally have not spoken to each other once. And don't know of each other's existence or, or roles in the uh, ensuing movie, you know, and they have somehow randomly come together so that the the, the the camera can capture all the heroes of the movie together in one shot. And all I could think about the whole time is they don't fucking know each other. <laughs> they don't know who any of each other are or that they did anything to help. They're just like oh, random person there. And they came together and it's such a dumb only in movies would that happen trope. It is by Providence, Steve. By Providence, Kyle Chandler met up with podcasting man who also met up with the scars guard and Rebecca Hall. And just, oh, my God. Hey, like, why'd
0: you, you take like my underage trope. daughter to China? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry that, about that. Just that, come on my podcast. That
2: never
1: came <laughs> up. <You> know, <laughs> Kyle Chandler never asked, hey, how did you get to Hong Kong? <laughs> yeah, Kyle Chandler should have beat his ass. This dude abducted his teenage daughter and took him
0: took her across the world. Like
2: he's he's just like, oh, I'm so happy you're safe. He never once said, how the fuck did you get here? You're
0: at home. Uh, he knows his daughter's crafty. She's precocious. She can get places. She'd be in China sometimes. That's a I good get word, it, Steve. I'm proud of you. Yeah. What did you guys
2: think of the uh, of the the, the battle, the the fight scenes in general? Like, let's break it there. So there are two big fight scenes. There's the fight scene with the boats. Uh, and then there's the fight scene in uh, Hong Kong at the end. I thought they were the three they, characters. I
0: thought Adam Wingard did a great job. I always knew what was going on and where everyone was. Um, I thought the whole flipping the boat over thing while un, a little unbelievable as far as the safety of the humans inside the boat uh, was pretty fun. I felt genuine fear for King Kong. It, I thought it sucked that it was happening in water yeah, and that dude. he was like chained and like, this isn't fair. Um I, I I really identify with that character. I like King Kong. I I, I I love King Kong, you could say. I care about that man. I care about that being. Um, So the water fight was cool. And I was like, this is bullshit that it's in water. It's not fair. Why can Godzilla breathe underwater? There's no gills. Does he predate gills? This is bullshit. This is he's got that fucking plot arm. He's got plot gills and I don't like it. He's got a laser beam out of his mouth. Yeah.
1: Maybe he's like a whale. He just
0: holds his breath super duper
1: long. Maybe so. Is that what
0: whales do? Yeah, I guess that's so, what yeah. whales do. Is that mean Godzilla mammals. has a blowhole? <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> damn right, he does. And then as far as the <laughs> second what, fight. his back is always uh, out of the water. <laughs> the second fight was good too. I thought uh, Mecha Godzilla was awesome. The little spinny hand thing. I thought that was neat. That was cool. It doesn't make any sense how he exists, but if you get con- that part, how he's controlled. Oh, uh, yeah, this amorphous uh, mind connection that we also invented in the meantime. So, so can you plug some wires? Into a piece of bone. It's it's just bone. This is what <laughs> happens. So yeah, King Ghidorah from King of the Monsters has three heads, and
2: um, the they three all three heads communicate, communicate telepathically. telepathically uh-huh. So somehow they've gotten their hands on a skull. I assume from Tywin Lannister's character at the end of King of the Monsters, who's not in this
0: randomly. Uh, the but telepathic have, powers in the bone.
2: Yeah, so they have a skull of Ghidorah, just one of the skulls, and they've got this dude just sitting inside of the skull <laughs>
0: the Did you know that dude is Sarazawa's son? Is it really? Apparently. No, I didn't know that. Interesting. Uh, which I didn't catch from it. I read that in a review of the film and was like, what? <laughs> So anyway, that's a thing.
2: That was the one thing I think the one ridiculous thing that I enjoyed in the movie was just, there's just a guy sitting in a skull with a headset Yeah,
0: <laughs> it. gave me it's like so Tron vibes that I really enjoy. There was a lot of like neon. I know you said you didn't like the neon, but there was some like Tron ambiance that I really dug for a lot of the movie. There's I mean, too too much they had to fight in Tokyo, right? Yeah, and know, that, that was 100%. cool. Uh, Hong, Kong. Hong Kong. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. But it was really neat that they I saw what they were doing with the homage back in Hong Kong. Uh, and it, there's all these little shots of of the citizens running with the feet stomping. There was was some good homage uh, Mm -hmm. to the 1933 version. Um, But I just really felt like it wasn't enough.
1: It presents itself as a prestige film and uh, gives you the plot of... It's got that Criterion Collection banner, watermark at the top right. Like (laughs) B-grade horror movie or monster movie schlock but it tries to run this fine line between them where it has like the this phenomenal cast and just gives them the, these dumb fucking lines and a plot that makes no sense and it can't commit to being either thing it can't commit to being just a dumb monster movie that you you can easily willingly suspend your disbelief and just enjoy it and you also can't go at it analytically. And enjoy it as a achievement in filmmaking. And so it's in this dumb fucking limbo of like not being good at anything. Kind of like the cast.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I watched this movie in two sittings, which for a movie like this shouldn't be a thing. Like I finished the Snyder Cut.
2: Yeah, it's an I would and like 20, to see the
0: Snyder yeah, Cut of hours, Godzilla yeah. versus Kong, actually. I would think that would be interesting. What cut. was it? I'd like to see the Snyder cut of this movie. Release the uh, Wingard whatever. cut. Wingard cut. Yeah, Wingardium no, no. Leviosa. From now until the end of time, when a
1: movie is poorly received, the director's going to be like, "Nah, I swear to God, I did better than this. <laughs> it was so dope. You should have seen it.
0: Oh my god, David yeah. Ayer is leaning into that. Thing. <laughs> the
1: the final the final
2: battle at Hong Kong. I I because that's I think that's the scene that most people are kind of gravitating towards. Like, oh, this movie's awesome. Look at this fight choreography. And I just i didn't feel it um they're smashing through all these buildings like some buildings have a nice sturdy girth to them so they like king kong can bounce off of them and mm-hmm. jump on them and stuff and other times godzilla just plowing through them like they're you know fake drywall you know yeah and or real drywall is pretty crumbly too oh, that's true that too and then so hong kong has all the neon lights, which. I would be fine with a neon it, if it was just the Hong Kong set piece, but literally every fucking location in this movie has neon lights everywhere, and that makes it even less believable. But um, if you watch the Hong Kong fight, like buildings are falling, but there's no like dust that comes out of them, like very minimal dust. So, like, you still see the neon lights, but then there's it just doesn't feel atmospheric in that way. It looks like I'm watching a CG video game cutscene the whole time. What did you think of Mecha Godzilla? I hated it. Um, I don't I don't hate Mecha Godzilla as a concept, because I understand that's you know that's Mecha Godzilla, that's a right. thing. I thought it looked dumb. Um it had like really long, scrawny arms and the I don't know, there's something about it that like I was like, really that's that's what you guys went with? That looks like something in some some that looks like a very impressive college piece that someone would craft, you know. I don't feel like that's a big budget movie
1: Mechazilla looking thing. Um, I thought I actually kind of dug the z- design. It it looked like what you would actually end up getting as
0: opposed to like the concept art. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I liked a Godzilla, but I, I was getting the vibe from Steve. I want to hear his thoughts. Like, I just think it looked way too power Rangers villain. I was going to say, I, what you're talking about, it makes me think of the Zords. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it really, it really did look like a, 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 really bad Zord, but like bad CGI.
0: And then like, who's your favorite power Ranger? Oh man. Tommy, the white Ranger. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if I have a favorite. Probably Kimberly. Kimberly Pink Ranger. Because she,
1: she's, she's my girl. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite was always Zach. The blue one? Uh, Zach was black one, right? I don't know. Oh, elephant? African. Yeah, that was Oh, yes, absolutely. yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, yeah, but like, and then this movie, like a billion people probably died in this movie, right? Literally billions of people probably died.
0: Yes. Every you know, time one of these movies comes out, it's Surviving
2: billions. from the, the even higher body count of King of the Monsters. Yes. But like, there's this movie makes no effort. I feel like to really kind of focus on people are dying. And that's why I can't really root for King Kong or Godzilla because they're killing tons of people like, and they're not even, it's not, there's even several, not Kong's fault. He wants to be
0: left the fuck alone to be fair.
2: Yeah. But Kong's also going out of his way to kill people too. Like there's one scene in particular where Kong's on one of the boats trying to escape Godzilla and this aircraft pilot's like oh shit I'm gonna take off and get away from this and the airplane that pilots are cool on shot. his side in that in that situation so the airplane pilot takes off to try to get away from these monsters and King Kong fucking grabs the plane is like yeah, no but- motherfucker <laughs> and almost
0: kills him <laughs> yeah but fuck that guy Right. right. No, well, not. I mean, he ejects and then Kong throws the thing. And like it's like a, a, he luckily, throws an airplane like a ninja star.
1: But he <laughs> doesn't doubt. know they're on his side. He's scared. Scared the, little monkey.
2: They they shot King. They Seriously, like King Kong should have died a billion times. There were several times where the human
1: saved King Kong from mm-hmm. Godzilla. Oh, yeah. It, it was constantly like giving him all the handicap in the world and he still loses. And yeah. so it's like it's not just that Godzilla wins. Like he super wins. And then Godzilla is beating the shit out of regular Godzilla
2: until well, King Kong's axe has radiation on it. And all of a sudden now
1: it's a super axe. Okay. Was that supposed to be a Godzilla scale? Like that's what I think it was supposed to have been. Like that at some point in, in the Kong Godzilla fighting of old. Oh, like a, at some point
0: he got a half of an axe with a Godzilla scale on it. Yes. I don't know. I never thought of it that way. That's kind of neat. I didn't pick up on it. If it was, I bad. still don't understand anything about the mythos of this world and how they all come from hollow earth, but who does Godzilla and King Kong. But when you get down there, there's all this like Kong iconography and Kong statues. And I'm like, okay, so this was where Kong comes from. Who built this? I don't understand. <laughs> right. And so skull Island, they alluded to that being like uh, the pimple on the skin of the hollow earth. And so that's like a, you know, a continuation of hollow earth on the surface. <sighs> okay. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when, when Kong
2: goes down into Hollow Earth and he finds his axe, he's in a building that has columns
0: and stuff, and I was like, who who made this? Did the King Kong, did the Kongs make that? I think they would have been better served by just asking you to grant that these things exist. Yeah. Like Godzilla comes up from the ocean. The ocean's already vast enough. We don't know what the fuck's down there. Did you guys know, fun fact, about 90% of the, the ocean is unexplored yeah. to this day? Okay, there's a Godzilla down there. There might be. He swims uh, through tunnels down there, through the earth. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Cool. Yeah. Done. That's all you need King to say. King Kong Island we've never been to because of storm. He just hangs out there all right cool neat done you don't have to go I don't, have to, I don't need to go down there you don't need to overexpose it no me. we don't need statues we don't need a th- an actual literal throne for king kong to sit upon I, that's I, ridiculous i also love he's a monkey in
1: a chair <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I, hey monkey
1: <laughs> monkey, stand up monkey get out of that chair
2: <laughs> i loved love to get your guys thoughts on the the apex um b-plot in general because i thought it was really funny because the movie opens up with godzilla just wrecking shit at a apex facility and it's really funny because like we haven't seen godzilla in three years but he showed up and now he's evil because he destroyed not this city just the, the you know the apex facility that's at the city he's clearly turned evil and it's like i don't know maybe the giant lizards whose whole thing is killing apex predators is going after the company called apex right Deep who cut. apparently have enough technology to go into the earth and make cloud cars and surely they're not doing something scary that guy that they hired from whatever uh telenovela special that's playing <laughs> on tv like what was that actor like what was he doing the the the, the like the ceo oh, yeah he's like Jimmy.
1: Tra- i can't remember his name yeah he's Demian a he's a well-regarded
2: actor is it's he just- yeah. I've yes. never seen him before. And I thought like, what soap opera did they pull this guy off? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Telenovela. You were going hammer that, time on that. Cause
2: that's the vibe that he's given off. It's like at any moment he could look at the I heart remember watching. And go like, I am your brother.
0: So like, they already dunk, lost go. me with Kong when they're like, okay, now he's in co- captivity. I don't know when you got there, but then they cut to the Godzilla scene with apex. And I wrote the note. Why are they shooting at Godzilla? Cause that as soon as they see him, the apex employees are firing their guns at him. Hey, we found out, Umpteen times that your guns will do nothing, <laughs> um, and B, he's always been on your side. What are you doing right now? <laughs> and so I was with you. I'm like, this whole plot—it's ridiculous. This—it's overly—it's yeah. overly. uh,
2: The movie asks you to take huge leaps in logic in terms of the world that it's so already
0: built
1: right he, off the bat.
0: His name is Demian Bashir. I, I'm probably butchering that as I always do. He's in the Hateful Eight. Uh, he's in the Machete oh, movies. Oh yeah, he wasn't Hateful Eight. Yeah, he's in. Uh, chaos walking which is also our right now midnight yeah. sky
1: and hateful Eight. he was like this the, the he, he was one of the surprise i'm actually a bad guy guys but he was like the stable guy that was oh uh, okay um he's an alien uh, he, covenant he, he, remember men. when they're like he uh, cleans up nice uh, it's super racist yeah and they're, and they're like they would never allow a mexican here you know yeah. what I mean? but he
2: cleans um, up nice i didn't recognize him in a suit he looked good in that right? suit
0: he's in the movie savages which is a movie i actually love with also with aaron taylor johnson I don't know if you ever saw that. Oh, he's from fucking Weeds. That's where I recognize him from. Oh, yeah. Like season four when she gets the gangster husband. It's him. Anyway, you never watched Weeds? I didn't get to season four. I watched the first two seasons. That's good. It's better we smoke weed. But again, another another
1: very good actor who was given a piss poor job to do. And a lot of times with movies like
0: this, you can just say, oh, they're really chewing scenery or they're having a good time or they know what kind of movie they're in. They don't look like they're having. Nobody's Nicolas Cage in it. It's just a bunch of people trying really hard. Especially that scars guard. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy scars and rebecca hall are
2: trying their hardest and i think rebecca hall succeeds more than fails yes, yes i agree i think she's probably the best acting in this movie other than the little girl she's effective those two are the best actors they're they're by they're, far they're pulling their weight class everyone else especially the scars guy is just like well, come on
1: dude we have to agree the worst was the, the 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 i'm actually i'm a bad girl guy girl yeah, like <laughs> my, they they get to Hollyworth, My daddy gets what he wants. And like oh, right, right, <laughs> that that was <laughs> yeah. her line You're right. to be Why like, "She make
2: her Eric I, Cartman." <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's terrible at action. I didn't get That's what she says. She says my daddy gets what he wants or something like something like that. Like yeah. it's I, if that's not exactly the line, that is damn close. <laughs> and that's her reveal. My daddy gets what he wants.
0: <laughs> and we knew. We
2: knew. She was bad. Oh, the moment, the moment she said, like, feel free to be impressed. I was like, oh, she gonna get smashed by one of the giant monsters. For sure. Mm -hmm. King Kong squished her.
1: Her death was dope though, dude. When he grabs the ship out of the sky and he like holds it up to his eyes, peering at it. Like,
0: nah, nobody I care about. You no, know, he was looking to see if maybe they were going to so- sign at him to communicate that they were friendly. Is it a little girlness? Nah, fuck you. <laughs> Y'all don't know ASL, huh? All right. That was such a dumb. I thought the death was dumb because she's like, "Get him out of the way, shoot him." And I'm like, "Really? Yeah." yeah. So that, they that's could your have idea. Just- Call attention to yourself. Gone around
2: him. Swerve around him. And then go up the giant hole that's above you. Not piss
0: him off and then go real slow. Shoot him with the guns that have no effect on him. (laughs) Oh no, he's pissed. (laughs) Oh no. All right. Do we we wanna tear into this
2: movie anymore? We we want to beat it
0: up anymore, you want to call
2: it. I mean, if you, if these are your type of movies, if you love kaiju movies, if you just want to fight, if you just want to, if you just want to fight, if you just want to see giant monsters fight, you'll, you might like, There's this. Probably 20 probably minutes like of this movie that you'll like. Yeah. This movie would be great. If it was a 20 minute long YouTube video that you'll watch then, or if you, if they made it a universal studios ride, all la star tours. And cause that's basically what a third of the movie is, is a star tours, uh, mm-hmm. show. But I mean, we don't like it. I don't like it certainly, but you might if you like that type of shit. Mm-hmm.
0: And not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, no, no. I keep going back to that. It's such the best thing to say in any uncomfortable situation. Now, not that there's anything wrong with that. A buddy of mine loves kaiju
2: films, and he actually his family rented a, a theater. A Mm. local feeder, like it just for his family so they could go and watch it COVID safe on a big screen because they had to see you know and I completely understand it might be amazing
0: when Dolby if you're into
2: kaiju fights yeah watch that on a big screen why why would you watch it at home if that's your if that's a big uh, fandom for you and he he loved it and he was really excited like he texted me this morning he's like yeah man how'd you see it I'm like I think I'm so sorry man I did not like this movie (laughs) which actually when I asked him how he liked it he was like well you know for the type of movie it is, <laughs> it's pretty good. Which, if you know him, that's a good sign of like, it's probably not a good movie. Right. If even he's
1: like, eh, for the type of movie, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, he should have been blown away. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that, that about wraps up our coverage of Godzilla versus Kong. Um, we forgot to do one very important thing, which was decide what we're going to be talking about next week.
2: It's a mailbag episode. That's right. Next week is the listener mailbag episode. Next so week. This Listener, you got one more week. Well, technically not even a week. You have until nope, 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 next. Nope. You have until Friday because we record on Fridays. Yep. You have until Friday. Uh, Chris, are you pulling up that exact date? Yeah, it's April
0: 9th. Yeah, you have the, until. is the Friday. So. April
2: 9th to write in at streamingthingspod
0: at gmo.com. When the clock questions. strikes midnight on the 8th of April, year of our Lord 2021, you will be ass out. And your car will turn into a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> so that episode will drop on April twelfth, and then April nineteenth, we're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat. Right? HBO Max on April sixteenth, I believe. Did they push it back? Is, is did that- they fucking push it back, Steve? You'd look me in the eye and you'd tell me they now. They push it back. They pushed it they back a week. Oh my god! <laughs> Quit playing with my emotions. HBO Max is. I think they got a vendetta against us. They're really grinding yeah, they, my gears. They push Mortal Kombat
2: back a week. So next week is the, the mailbag. Mailbag episode. for sure. And then we'll figure out what we want to do after
0: that on April 12th. And we'll talk about everything else after that. Don't forget the contest. So you, we're going to be, by the time you hear this, we'll have some things on my Twitter, Steve's Twitter, Andy's Twitter. That's at C Michael writes at Andy most days at Steve may 13. One or all of those follow them. You'll see a streaming things related tweet, and you can share that on your own social media account with hashtag streaming things screenshot that send it to streaming things, at gmail.com. And you are entered to win a $50 Amazon gift card, which we will announce that winner on, on Look, Look
2: at your show notes in the episode. We will have directions spelled out for yeah, you. Yeah, easy peasy. As well as the Buzzsprout
0: link. Easy peasy. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Chris. I'm um, Andy. And, and this I has been Steve. Streaming Things. I almost cut Steve off. That was terrible. Streaming Things, let them fight.